Hello, hello, hello. Thank you for tuning in to the Blackest Podcast that you will ever listen to in your life. That is right. You are tuned into the Black Community Podcast with your host, Imani Antoinette. Bree is out today, but I am here giving y'all all of the tea, all of the flavor, all of everything that you need, and then some. That's right. That's right. So today we are talking about L-O-V-E, love. It is Valentine's Day weekend. It is time to talk about booze and bays and relationships. And this podcast is no different. However, we are not interviewing people who have been in relationships for their whole lives. We are interviewing singles who have a different perspective of love and what it really means. So I had the pleasure of talking to Mr. Darcy Dandada, and I want y'all to check out the conversation. So here it goes. We just we're gonna jump right in. Um, <laughs> I, I'm I'm loving this vibe that you said. So first things first, I would love for you to introduce yourself. Tell the people who you are. Hi guys, my name is Darcy Dundada. I am a rapper. Um, I'm a songwriter, obviously. If I rap, um, I'm also a event coordinator. I host this party called Dick Appointment in BK. Um, and I also host this um, indie artist event called All Saints. Yes, thank you, thank you. So jumping right in, we talked about, do you believe in love? You said yes. Mm-hmm. Now, do you feel that people are made for each other? Like, do you believe in soulmates and their other half and all that jazz? So do you think that that's just made up? Um. I'm just like I, I'm trying to like think because I like I want to give you tea without spilling like the tea, um, but no, I I do definitely believe in um, soulmates. Um, I don't think soulmates always have always has to have this like romantic tie to it. You know, I have like like my best friend. I feel like my best friend is my soulmate. Not in a sense of like romance, but just in the sense that he is someone that gets me. Um, yeah. And I think I have a few of those um, relationships. Like, I feel like my sister is like my soulmate. And obviously, I'm not talking about in like a romantic sense, but in the sense that, you know, this person gets me and this person understands me. Um, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I do believe in soulmates. Um I always, I'm very fickle when it comes to uh, dating. And I'm also just kind of, I mean, if you can hear me now, like I'm just very like careful in the way that I speak about dating. Yeah. Um, just because I know that like, I don't put such an emphasis on like my dating life and that could come across um, as like callous. And even like now talking about it, I even sound like more serious now that I'm like actually thinking about like what we're, the conversation we're having mm-hmm. um but where was that where was i going with that um <laughs> like i feel where the fuck was i going we were talking about soulmates oh right so yeah i like i feel like we as a society put such an emphasis on like the romantic relationship kind of being the end-all be-all um, mm-hmm. And when we do that, at least from my experience with watching people fall in love, we often neglect, um, you know, those other relationships 
in our lives that nurture our soul. You know, like, yes. you know, you're spending all this time trying to invest in a romantic soulmate and you're neglecting like your platonic soulmates. Like I would like, I don't know, I just, growing up, I don't know if you know, like, obviously, you know, like, and Marcel, you know, Muhammad, um, but like, whenever we like talk about each other, um, there's like so much like love there. Like whenever yes. we talk about like our childhood and we, like, I love like, all like all of my friends from like my like childhood, they could call me right now and I haven't spoken to I haven't spoken to Muhammad um and well not he hit me up the other day, but like we haven't like spoken like voice in months, but he could call me like in like the next twenty minutes to tell me he has an emergency. I'm gonna stop whatever I'm doing and make sure he's like okay. Um mm. and like I like because of um, my career choice. I've always known that I wanted to make music um, and I, I want to be like this really big mainstream artist. And I've, I've wanted that since I was probably like 12. So I've always navigated through life, through like my friendships, um, through my relationships uh, with, the, with the sense of um, I, I need loyalty. Like I need this kind of like unwavering loyalty um, yeah, and you know, oftentimes with romantic relationships, they end. You know, they, yeah. they end, and a lot of times they end abruptly. Um, but for me, because I do put such an emphasis on having this like unwavering, unwavering loyalty and like this kind of like unconditional love for my friends, like I've been. My friends have been my friends for like a long time, and there's nothing that no one can tell me about any one of my friends that'll make me, um, you know, like be disloyal to them or like second guess um, their love for me. Okay. Yeah. So answered. Um, I'm sorry. No, you answered. You answered it. So my question to you is: You talked about. I know you mentioned your career. So my question is, do you feel like your career plays a big role in the way that you see your friendships? Or was there another experience that you had that was like, you know what, I'm not going to subscribe to societal rules around soulmates? Um, I will say my... So for me, you know, I grew up um, watching artists like uh, Master P and Mike Jones and like Kyle yeah. um, and rappers like the rappers that I grew up listening to all their one of the big things a part of their brand or anything that they were doing was always community and giving back to the community and yeah. I always want whatever like music I made I don't know if you've like listened to my music but whatever like music I made mm-hmm. um, or whatever I do creatively I always wanted to to tie back to community and like to give back and I've always like I've always wanted to to be in a a predicament in life where I'm able to give back to like my communities and like create spaces for people that are like me that don't have spaces in their like neighborhoods and in their hoods like I've always wanted to be that person um, and I'm working really hard. It's a lot of work, and I've been working on this since I was probably like 14. But I, 
I'm working really hard towards that. And from, in a lot of instances, when I see people that are like that and are working towards that, they don't usually have, a lot of them usually don't really have like um, a love life because like the people that they're giving to kind of becomes like a new relationship, you know? Yeah. Um, so in a sense, I do feel like um, I don't make room it's very rare that I'll make room for like a romantic love because I'm just like, I still have this other love that I have to give to the world. If that, is that making sense? No, that makes a lot of sense. Um, and I know that's kind of like, um, I don't, this is not going to be set in stone because this is kind of like, has been changing recently. Like my opinion on this has been like, changing recently so i'm sure like you know a couple months from now this probably won't be the same way um but yeah that's that's how and i just feel like that's like a bizarre thing to say um because there are millions of people in the world and you know someone will be affected by me like at a concert or like at a charity event or whatever um but once they leave that space with me they won't you do get what i'm saying like it won't be there the way that someone that like is like romantically linked to me or who like loves me will be there so i'm sure my opinion mm. on that will change um okay. and okay. i feel like we as black people <laughs> not tying it back to us being black on black history but i feel like <laughs> you know we as black people always feel like we have to change the world Yes, no. speak on it. Speak no. on it. No matter what we do, we have to change the world. Like I'm a fucking rapper and like I want to change the world making rap songs. Like like why can't I just like make rap music and it just be that? You know? Just be that. You know, like we gotta be a doctor and we gotta do all these like things. Um and it's just like it puts a lot of pressure, like on us as like one person because you're essentially in your essence you're just one person and you know god forbid like i die tomorrow the world is still gonna go on and like i get yeah. to live those um there are a lot of like romantic experiences that i didn't get to live or fully pursue because i was thinking about um you know um the impact that you want to make yeah um yeah so how do you define love because it seems like you I feel like it's in the non-traditional sense so I'm really curious to hear your definition um I define love as I define love as consistency um and not in the context of, you know, someone like talking to me every day, but just like, um, just there being like um, a sense of consistency in the way that um, we like communicate in the way that we like interact with each other. Like I'm just, ideally it would be nice for like 
ideally it would be nice to um for me to be in love and have like the sense of like strong consistency and like communication um and what like what I mean by I don't mean by like talk to me every day I want whoever I want to be able to be myself completely with whoever like I'm in love with and you know as cool as it is to be like um oh I don't code switch or like I don't change myself for the room I do that that's a part of like my job to do um so when I'm able to like be around someone and feel like I can completely like 100% be myself and this person will not um judge me or ridicule me like that is like this person gonna love me no matter what like that is like what I think of when I think of love like in any sense Mm. So for you, is it easier for you to be loved or to give love? Um, hmm. I feel like it's easier for me to give love. Mm-hmm. Um, I, and I feel like it's easier for me to give love because I've always, you know, loved my friends um, and I've always like loved my family. I'm just gonna say like friends in the context of also my family, but mm-hmm. you know, I've always like love, I've always had love around me in the context of like my friendships and I give love in that sense. And I give great romantic love because of that. Um, but because of things that have happened um, you know, in my like dating life, the, because of things that have happened in my dating life, and because of things that I've witnessed um, from like uh, family members and the way that they deal with love and they experience love, I do feel like it is hindered uh, me. Mm. Um, you know, like a lot of times when I am. Uh, you know, dating or whatever, I do feel like I'm also trying to make sure I don't step into some of the same patterns that, like, my father or my mother stepped into. Um, So, like, when someone is loving me, um, it it makes me uncomfortable. Um, Mm. I don't necessarily... um, I don't necessarily recognize, just from growing up, I don't necessarily, just from growing up and watching um, certain experiences, again, from like, you know, my parents and like the people around me, um, I feel like, (laughs) I feel like I'm like dancing around this, but I like, I feel like um, growing up, I didn't really get to, see um like really good romantic love mm-hmm. um and like I said watching my because I've always been very observant so like watching like you know how the the men um watching how men treated my mother watching how my father treated women um watching how um you know, my sister navigated her love life and how she continues to, like, navigate. Um, 
I don't know, like romantic. I don't want to say romantic love has put a bad taste in my mouth from watching other people's experiences, but mm-hmm. you know those experiences do play a factor in how I navigate in my love life. Um, yeah. So I want to talk about Black love specifically. Okay. How important is Black love, especially in the climate that we're in today? I think Black love is super... um, I think Black love is super important. Um, Ideally, I would only want to date someone Black. (laughs) I always (laughs) like... A black man, I don't like, you know. Um, I feel like it's super important. I try to push that a lot, um, or at least I try to push the visibility of it a lot um, through like my platforms and stuff. Um, but I feel like a lot of black love that we see is tied to trauma. Um, mm, I to have me to like, and all, and again, this is also just me just speaking from like my not just from my personal experiences, but watching like what you observe, yeah, from like my parents and stuff. But I feel like a lot of black love is tied to trauma, um, especially like a lot of black love that is tied to women having to like endure and. Um, hoping that the person that you're dating will get better and like being told to stick it out. Um, yeah. There's a lot of trauma tied to, I think black love is beautiful. Um, and I think it's great when it's like blossoming. And um, again, when there's like this sense of like, um, kind of like unapolog- unapologetic, open communication and consistency. Um, but there's like a lot of trauma tied to black love that we try to kind of sweep under the rug the way we do, the way the black community sweeps a lot of things that shouldn't be swept under the rug. Um, mm. I think, you know, the bad parts of those relationships are swept under the rug and we're told like, you know, like, you know, yeah, this is bad and it's happening, but like, you know, save face and take this picture and you can deal with it in the dark, you know? Exactly. Um, Yeah, like the whole, like, I don't know if you've seen um, like Malcolm and Marie, like that new movie that just came out. I couldn't watch it, but I read an article about it and how it was kind of showing that black, that aspect of black love Mm -hmm. where he was toxic and she was kind of like cowering Mm -hmm. and like accepting that abuse. Mm -hmm. And it made me, it, I, I can't watch it because I've been in a situation where I was Marie. Mm-hmm. So I don't know if that's something that my spirit wants me to do. Uh, it, was, <laughs> it was definitely a hard watch. I'm just honestly so tired of watching like these like trauma, like trauma movies. And like, you know, I love like a lot of the actors. Like I just watched um, the Judas and the Messiah movie. Mm. And you know, like, Again, another, like, movie that has, like, trauma. And then there's, like, no... Obviously, there's no, there was no good ending in reality, but it's, like, I'm so tired of, like, all of this, like, hard-to-stomach stuff being, like, shoved in our face. Exactly. Like, I'm, exactly. I'm tired of it. I don't want to watch any more slave movies. I'm tired of watching, like, my people get, like... 
I'm tired of that. Like, let's like we like. Can I get like a sci-fi? Not every relationship that you know black people have is a bad relationship. Um, mm. And I like I feel like we live in like um like a society that kind of glorifies like negativity and the way that we cling to the way that we cling to negativity is like shit to fly, like shit to flies. Like that's just like, we got to let that go. And why do you think that we subscribe to it as black people? Because there are some black people who subscribe to the Medeas of the world, to the Tyler Perry films of the world that where everyone is always struggling or on drugs or on crack. Like why do we subscribe to it? I, I don't know. I, I like, mm. and like I try to keep that, like, energy and like those kind of things like so far away from like whatever I'm doing or like whatever I'm feeling. But it's like, in a lot of instances, it's so easy to kind of get caught up. It's like you kind of even don't even realize that you're being caught up in it, because even yeah. like in a sense, us kind of having this conversation where we're like acknowledging that there's like a lot of like negativity or whatever, it can be seen as us like being negative. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, it's just kind of like yeah. something that's like inescapable. And I, I've i learned like, you know, being an adult now and just like living life that being nice is really hard to a lot of people. And just like treating people with like yeah. kindness is like really hard for like a lot of people mm -hmm, mm -hmm. so i, I want to talk about like things the work mm, how do i phrase this because relationships aren't it's just not a one-way street and i think that a lot of people don't realize that there's work that you have to do on yourself before you even can present your full self to another person to receive and take care of and love and cherish. So what work do you think that people need to do for themselves before they even start to think about romantic relationships? Um, I feel like, um, I feel like I don't really know how to answer this um, mm -hmm. fully just because I'm kind of in a space right now where I'm doing the work um, to figure out, like, I'm doing the work to figure out, I'm doing the work to get myself ready for a relationship in a sense, but, like, that's not, um, like, my focal point of why I'm doing it. Um, mm -hmm. I don't feel like I am in a place, um, mentally to be, um, dating someone, like, um, yeah, I'm just not in a place mentally to be dating. So I'm just kind of like focusing on myself. I just went to like a retreat and was like, kind of like alone with some of my friends. Um, for me, um, and this could also tie back to like, you know, me being, um, a provider and a giver, but for me, like I'm getting myself, um, together like financially um I'm getting myself together like mentally I've kind of like switched up my diet um I've been okay. like doing a lot more uh finding new things about myself 
um, and something that I'm afraid of with um, relationships. I'm like, I'm trying to be super vague without like going into like my whole life story and like, you know, why Tata did this to yaya, whatever. Um, but I feel like, I feel like I am afraid to lose myself in someone because I've seen it happen so many times before. And I feel like women do this a lot where like they'll like lose themselves in a man, you know? And I remember being younger, well, like, you know, they'll lose themselves in a man and, you know, then they end up having children and then they kind of lose themselves in their children. And like, no, you can still be an individual. Um, I remember my mother, I was talking to my mother. She had just kind of like had an argument with her then husband. Um, and we were just, I forgot the context of the conversation, but I asked my mother, I was like, before you, you know, got married and before you like had me, what did you want to do? Like, what did you want to do with your life? And like, it literally like brought her to tears. You know, so like, and that's why I'm always like, I'm one of the gays that's like, yes, girl, be independent. Do you find yourself, you know, don't, don't, don't have that baby yet. He just trying to knock you up. Like, I'm definitely like all for like, (laughs) I'm all like, I'm all for like the individual, like, cause you only have, as far as we know, you only have one life to live and you have to live it as true and as authentic to yourself as you can. Like, exactly. I think it's so easy for women to get caught up in in others is because of how we're raised. Like you're raised to believe that you're you are the ultimate nurturer and you have to nurture everything around you. You have to nurture your friends, you have to nurture yeah. your partners, you have to nurture your children. Yeah. And you get lost in that. Yeah. Same thing I asked, like it's so crazy that I was smiling when you told me what you asked your mom because I asked my grandmother that. By the time she was 23, she was married to a man she didn't want to be married to and had three kids. Yeah. And I and I asked her the same question. I was like, what What did you want to do before you got married? And she was like, I wanted to be a school teacher. And she would just sit and just talk. She was just talking and just like her face just lit up. Just mm-hmm. talking about her dreams and what it is that she wanted to do before she gave her lives, her life to us. Yeah, and you know, women, because I was raised like by mostly women, and you know, mm-hmm. one thing about one thing I've learned from women is that women will silently live in regret. Mm, unpack that, please. Yeah. Um, just from like again watching like my mother and my sister, and even like now when my sister um, makes sacrifices like for her family and for her husband, and she just you know, it's so funny because like you know like she'll be dealing with something, um, or like I don't know it's something that she wanted whatever the case was, and she'll just kind of like roll it off her shoulders at the moment. But I can see that it's still bothering her, but for the sake of her family, for her husband, for her children you know, she'll suck it up and deal with it. But I can always tell that it eats at her later, especially um, kind of like in these conversations and arguments that she's having 
um, you know, with her, her, um, her husband, um, and he's not, there's not like an effective communication happening. Like it's kind of like a one-sided communication happening. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah. So on the flip side of everything that we've been talking about, one thing that me and Brie like to talk about a lot is joy, Black joy. What is bringing you joy? What is lighting up your life right now? What is lighting up my life? Um, my, I'm like my girlfriends, Anna Swati. <laughs> um, they've been they've been teaching me um so much about relationships um just by you know me living with them and them being in a relationship um Mm. I feel like I've learned so many um good things and so many like effective things and things that I want to carry over into whatever relationship or situationship that I get into um my cat and my dog <laughs> raise each other. <laughs> um, my little boo thing in Canada brings me joy. I actually got him, um, I haven't seen him in like a year, but I got him like a Valentine's gift. I had like a bunch of flowers and balloons and teddy bears sent to him. Um, oh, but see, I'm like an affectionate, I am an affectionate lover. I am, I am, you know, not to toot my own horn, my own horn, but I am a really good lover. Um, but when it's, reciprocated um it feels weird to me like i'm like almost in a sense like i don't want to say i don't deserve it but like i don't i don't recognize like i don't recognize this feeling of like feeling good in a romantic relationship um But I'm sure all of this that I'm saying, because I'm literally just not thinking about it, but I'm sure a lot of this will be different a couple months from now. Um, But, um, yeah. So, like, my girlfriends, you know, my cat, my dog, um, my best friend, my friends. um, I will say my best friend is definitely um, has been a joy in my life. Mm -hmm. Yeah. so in a in a sense, like I don't feel you know how like when you like meet um single people or you're talking to someone that's single about being single and they're like, Oh, I gotta find a man or like you know, I'm looking <laughs> yeah. for someone. Yeah. Like I'm not I'm not like actively I'm never actively like looking for someone. Like I just want it to be like organic. And I always tell, mm. I literally always tell whoever I'm dating, like literally like right off the jump, I'm just like, I'm not someone that, um, I'm not an impulsive lover. Like I'm not about to just hop in a relationship with you because it feels good right now. We do this thing called Would You Rather. Okay. So I have a Would You Rather. Let me pull it up really quickly. Would you rather, and I think this is a this is appropriate to you, would you rather never have had a best friend but have a long and happy marriage or never be married but have the strongest friendships ever? Oh, come on. <laughs> <laughs> 
come on. Um, I yeah, definitely the last one. Okay, the friendships. Yeah, the, like having like the strongest friendship. But but like that could change. Like maybe like, you know, I, maybe that can change because I feel like. I'm saying that now just off of just being like impulsive and saying whatever that's coming to my head. Um, mm-hmm. But like, you know, maybe like I'll get a little boo and feel differently. Um, <laughs> you know, I don't want to say that I don't, I'm not gonna, like love is important to me. Romantic love um, is important to me. Um, it's not my number one, but it's still in my top five, you know? Okay. Um. You know, it's something that's like number five. It's like top five and it's like number five. Um, but that's just mm-hmm. right now in this point in my life, being this age and what I'm trying to do. Okay. okay. Well, my love, thank you for hopping on. This was such a fulfilling conversation. Like your aura, even through the computer, is just so warm. Oh. Like, like <laughs> I feel so cozy. And it's not just because I was smoking. Like, I, <laughs> I literally just grinded up my weed. I think that's what I need. I was trying to do that before we hopped on. But I was like, let me just hop on. I don't want to be late. I'm already, like, you know, running behind. <laughs> okay. But it was funny. Like, literally, um, you have to come to one of my parties when like quarantine is over and everything. But literally when people um, come to my parties, you know, I'll have like a small conversation with whoever I run into. And I always, I always ask them, do you feel like, do you feel comfortable here? Do you feel comfortable here? And do you feel like this is a safe space? Like, would you come? I love you know? that. So, you know, I always try to, like my whole, thing in life right now especially with everything that is going on is to make people feel good and you know not leave a a lasting impression for the sake of me um but just to make you feel good and not ask for nothing in return well you definitely did that today i feel good And I needed this. You have no idea how much I needed this conversation. (laughs) Everyone, thank you so much for listening. Thank you so much for tuning in. As always, we are grateful and we are appreciative. I just want everyone to know that regardless if, if you're in a relationship or not, if you're single or not, if you feel lonely or not, just know that you are loved, that we love you, that you are special, that you are needed, that no one on this world can do what you do. And we thank you again. So make sure to follow us on Instagram. Bree usually spells it. Imani is not that person. So follow us on Instagram as a community podcast. If you already listening, you already know how to spell it. So <laughs> again, I am your host, Imani. And as always, Stay hydrated, drink your water, mind your business, and baby girl, grease that scalp. Thank you.